Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rodcast. Uh, great to be chatting with you, Pastor Rod, today. And I'm really, really excited about today's subject. We are going to be talking about the anointing, which is such a big and exciting subject to chat about. So uh, why don't we dive straight into just the first question, Pastor Rod, like when we talk about the word, this concept of the anointing, what what is it? Well, it literally means to massage oil into um, and it comes from the Old Testament picture of oil representing the Holy Spirit on the priests, on the kings, on the prophets. The concept of it's, it's a picture, a metaphor, an experience representing the Holy Spirit coming upon a person or coming into a person or being rubbed into a person. It, it's an Old Testament term, but obviously New Testament, they did have anointings in terms of massages. And, and everyone understood that term also in terms of a person being anointed Mm. so an anointing of a king a prophet a priest meant when that oil experience happened they had a new title a new role a new authority there was something that came upon them and the new testament people totally understood this term it was it was not a strange term today it's a little bit you know what does it mean but Mm. to them it was very clear um holy spirit coming upon coming into new authority new power new level, and for the purpose of serving the people, the purpose of leading well. So a king that's anointed is not just for him. It was to then lead in God's power, lead in the Holy Spirit's power. To For a prophet to receive anointing or more anointing is that they would give God's word with more authority and power. So the understanding of a person being anointed was never about them, like getting a big head or becoming famous, although that 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 might have happened. It was about leading well in God's ways, leading in the Holy Spirit. So <laughs> when we come to the explanation by Jesus that we're going to read in a minute, it, that, that's got context mm. because it was a, a well-known thing. Okay, awesome. And so, yeah, looking forward to diving into that scripture in a moment. But just why do you think this is an important conversation for us to be having um, as as leaders, as followers of Jesus, especially at this time that we live in? Well, the New Testament says we are anointed. Uh, there's mm-hmm. something that's the power of the Holy Spirit's in our life. And I think it's just it's, it's, it's in alignment with the, the power and authority of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life. There, there's a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but the important thing about the anointing is its power for helping people, lifting people, ministering to people. It, mm-hmm. Whereas the Holy Spirit coming in is for, is, is, is for me. I'm, I'm, I'm now a believer. I have the Holy Spirit. It says in, Act, in Romans 8, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't belong to Christ. So we have the Holy Spirit. He's in us. Mm-hmm. The Bible says he teaches us. He trains us. He reminds us. This is the Holy Spirit in us. It's, 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 it's our new life. The anointing mm-hmm. is a special part of that where, okay, now I have this power. It's to bless other people. That's why it's so important that churches understand the anointing. We also talk about certain anointings on people or churches, and I think that's true. I think there's a a proven fruitfulness Mm. in a certain area, whether it's healing or um, setting people free or seeing them, you know, get higher leadership development. There's an anointing on ministries, on churches, that you can actually see the fruit. And I need Mm -hmm. to say that, that this is really important, that, Anointing is not a fuzzy-wuzzy concept. It is something that produces great fruit and great blessing to people and to to churches. So that's why it's important 
that we are we're operating in the power of the anointing of our calling our gifts well god's gifts on us and it's released to bless a whole lot of people awesome man that's so good and so yeah let's talk a little bit more about the fruit of what what the anointing produces because you said that's the, yeah. the most important thing is that there's this fruit and i think we can dive into the scripture in luke chapter 4 where jesus talks he's quoting isaiah talking about he is this one that is anointed so maybe you want to read that scripture and just unpack it a little bit for us yeah so jesus we're going to read from luke 4 uh, 18 uh, sorry luke 4 16 jesus goes to his hometown the nazareth and he went to nazareth or came to nazareth where we've been brought up and he went in, according to the custom, on the Sabbath day to the synagogue, and he stood up to read. Now, I don't know how big the the, the, the Nazareth synagogue is, but a lot of synagogues that they're now uncovering are actually quite large. Two of them are about 300 people, one in Capernaum and one in Magdala, which is Mary Magdalene's place, Magdala. Mm. We don't know how big this is, but there's a lot of people here. Mm. And Jesus says he was it was his habit. He he was continually teaching in synagogues. He was the teaching rabbi at this point. The mm. obviously doing miracle work. People were speaking well of him. And he goes to his hometown. And um it, it says here, there was there was given to him a role of Isaiah the prophet. And having unfolded the role, he found the place where it's written. And he's going to read from Isaiah 61, and I think it's Isaiah 58. There's two parts. And so this role would not have been the whole Isaiah. That's that's massive. In fact, when you go to Jerusalem, there's a you can see that the length of the whole role of Isaiah, which was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, a whole roll, sixty six chapters. In um, it's pretty amazing, hey, mm. in in, in uh, ancient ancient Hebrew, and uh, it's it's big. So there would have been roles. So when they handed him. A role, it would have been, let's say, I don't know, it would have been like chapter 50 to chapter 60. I don't know, but it, mm. it's not the whole lot. But he's he's going to try and find something. So even the fact he was handed this scroll is is actually, I think, uh, an, an exciting thing. The, mm. the leader of the synagogue got it right. Jesus, here's a, a scroll or a role. And yeah. it says he opens it to, right to this scripture. And Jesus says, um, this is from Isaiah 61, Jesus now quoting, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Mm. Now, this is important because the Holy Spirit within me is what I was saying is for us mm. as sons and daughters of God. You've got the Holy Spirit in you. I have the Holy Spirit in me. Together in the church, we make the a larger temple where the Holy Spirit loves mm. and dwells. So Holy Spirit in us is permanent. Mm. Holy Spirit upon us is something that, we read about many, many times sure. for a special purpose. And this mm. is important because the anointing belongs to the Holy Spirit. Because sure. he, he has anointed me, and here is the fruit to proclaim good news to the poor. And Luke, who is also called Dr. Luke, is very interested in poor people. But also here he knows that poor is not just poor in money. It's poor in something. It's poor, maybe poor in attitude or heart or um, strength or energy, the poor, the, in this case, the poor of knowing about God. Mm. Um, ble- you know, he's anointed me to proclaim good news to these people, to those people. Mm. And, and there's a great truth in that around the world. The, the people that know their need are open to hear the good news, right? So yeah. anyway, um, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. 
the, the this is a key key concept of the anointing of God. We might come back to this one, but it's really, you know, many people have broken hearts. I did when I came to Christ. My heart was broken, and Jesus healed the, yeah. this broken heart. He sent me to uh, proclaim to the captives deliverance or freedom. These captives, this word means captives by an enemy. Mm. It's not just in my own cage. It's someone's got me, and and Jesus is going to release me from this. This imprisonment could be attitudes, the past, emotions, a demonic thing. I don't know what. Just there, there's a freedom mm. with this anointing um, to to bind uh, and to the blind receiving of sight. So there's a physical power of healing in my physical body, and to send away the bruised with deliverance, with freedom, freeing mm. people with scars and bruising. Pretty cool. Mm. I, I mean, this is really a a whole internal and physical list of mm-hmm. healings, freedoms, releases, blessings. And verse 19, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord or the, the, the year of the Lord's favor. Mm-hmm. This is a key word that reappears in Romans 5. This is the time of God's favor. This is the mm-hmm. end days. This is the end times. This is not the time for judgment. This is the time for the anointing going into all the world, the gospel going into oh, all the on. world. So. When Jesus stops at that point to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, when we go back to Isaiah 61, there's a second part of the sentence that Jesus does not quote, and it talks about, and the the day of the Lord. So we're not living in the day of the Lord. That's the judgment day. We're living in the year of the Lord's favor. And I just love this because a lot of people are sort of hanging out at the rapture bus stop saying, come, Lord Jesus. (laughs) And Jesus is saying, no, this is the, these are the years of the anointing to help people. Mm. Yeah. We're not there at the day of the Lord yet. We're not there at judgment day. We're living in the day of the Lord's favor mm. where God's anointing should go to the ends of the world. Now, let me just finish because it's just, it's just mm. a bit of context. And having folded the roll, having given it back to the officer, he sat down. So he opened it, read it, and he nice, neatly, uh, it would have been papyrus, which is tough paper, very, very tough paper, rolled it back and um, and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were gazing at him. And he began to say to them, today, this has been written in your ears. And they were all bearing testimony to him and were wondering at the gracious words that were coming forth out of the mouth. And they're saying, isn't this the son of Joseph? Because he's in his hometown. Yeah, they knew Jesus as the son of Joseph, the carpenter. Yeah, and so this gracious word. So whatever Jesus was saying was anointed. Like he's actually a living example of the anointing. You know, his 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 words were dripping with grace. The is this beautiful word, karis, the grace, the great, just dripping these anointed words. And I love that because I feel as a teacher preacher, this Mm. is a goal. Yeah, it's 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 a. It's, it's a, something to attain to. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't yet arrived in high, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're anointed, but we can be more anointed. So I think we'll talk about that later. But I think that there's a, there's a real um, motivational part to this that there can be levels of anointing. Mm. Um, because I, I guess you wouldn't say that of me right now, that every word is, is a gracious word. But yeah. it, to us who speak and preach, there is something there to attain to. Yeah. Um, not, not that we become like Jesus, that, you know, I'm not mm. saying that, but we, we have the anointing of the Spirit of mm. God to, to see freedom yeah. 
And I know for you, Adrian, that's a big part of you and Catherine's heart is to see people set free. It's a big part yeah. of your of your passion, yeah. right? So this is a great scripture for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love this. I think this has been one of those scriptures that captured my heart uh, as an early believer, just saying, wow, man, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of seeing people set free and proclaim uh, and, and people growing and freedom and healing and, and eyes opened. And it's been a big part of both me and Catherine's heart. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. That's great. It's I love so that. Good. I love watching you love people and help people <laughs> as a pastor yeah. on our team. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really exciting. I love it, man. It's so good. I just, yeah, I just want to pick up. Um, I love what you said that the, this anointing is that. So first of all, every believer has got the Holy Spirit in us. Like Jesus said, you will yeah. receive the Holy Spirit. He'll be in you. He'll teach you. He'll lead yeah. you in all truth. But then you also said, okay, there's this anointing upon you. This Spirit comes upon you for a purpose. And so like I think we talk about like an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We talk about these words like revival, uh, being uh, full of the Holy Spirit, the fire of God falling down. Is this all the same concept or is it different? Yeah, I think those sort of terms and thinking is, is definitely this, the anointing, mm. the, the, the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit, the mm. revival of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I, th- I think that's all valid, but we must understand the Holy Spirit has not left us. Mm. The Holy Spirit within us is permanent and, and, and you know, he, he doesn't go away. When we sin, he doesn't leave. Yeah. It's really important that we understand that. He's, mm. it's, he's not in and out, in and out. He is he's, he's in us. Yeah. And some people say, well, you know, if you sin or you're, 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 you're away from God, what does that mean? And I say, yeah. well, the Holy Spirit's in you and speaking to you to come yeah. back like the prodigal yeah. son. You know, that, that picture mm. that you're away, but actually there is a force, a, 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 a wonderful force yeah. pulling. And, I, and we all know people that we're praying for for mm. that experience. And yeah. um, so the Holy Spirit within is permanent mm. even when we sin. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember being here in Japan and a, a young Christian saying to me, Pastor Rod, what happens if I sin and then I, I die? I sin and get run over. That's <laughs> like, a, well, okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I said, you're a believer? Yes. Hold the Holy Spirit? Yes. I say, well, then you go to heaven. Because the Holy Spirit never left you when you sinned, and they went, ah. Oh. And I think there's a lot of Christians have this concept of yeah. in and out. Yeah, it, it's Romans eight tells us that is just not correct. We are sons yeah. and daughters of God. He lives in us. He loves yeah. us. And he speaks to us. Okay. So once we've established that Holy Spirit within, always there is this further experience. Mm. Um, some theologians call it the second experience or, or further yeah. experience or mm. more experiences where the Holy Spirit comes upon. And yeah. I experience that regularly yeah. when I'm teaching or preaching or praying. Yeah. I, I just sense a, a heightened power of the Holy mm. Spirit. Yeah, sure. And I know you do too. It, it, sometimes you're preaching and you think or you're teaching and you say something and you just know that was too good for me to say. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was a Holy Spirit inspired moment yeah um and I, th- I think we can look forward to those moments mm. i think you know he the holy yeah. spirit wants to empower us he yeah. the spirit wants come to come on us mm. that there's a higher fruitfulness in whatever yeah. we do so yeah. yeah i think all those terms uh people talk about revival or yeah um i think i think there's holy spirit coming yeah. upon in a heightened form but it's not forever 
So that that's the area we must build into our lives, and we almost mm. must understand we don't dwell in that. You know, like for example, the gifts of the spirit. You know, um, Jesus had the spirit without measure, without yeah. limit. Yeah. Well, we're not Jesus, um, but there's times where the Holy Spirit comes upon us, and we need to speak it, say it, pray it. Yeah. Uh, might have a moment of faith or healing. We just know God is yeah. strengthening us at that moment. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, I'd love to dive more into this now about, so this scripture, Isaiah uh, 61, yeah, in Luke 4, this is this is talking about Jesus, but does does God still anoint us today? Can we walk in this anointing? Um, and maybe you can just talk about like us having, being anointed, uh, is, it, is there anointing on individuals, on whole communities? Maybe unpack that idea of anointing a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think there's. I mean, there's a different levels of anointing. Um, the fact that it's on Jesus, um, and we're saying it's on us. I think there are other scriptures that show that Jesus said, "The, the works that I do." I think it's in John twelve. The works that I do, you will do, but even more greater works shall you do, because I go to the Father. Because the yeah. Holy Spirit's coming on us. That mm. doesn't mean we become greater than Jesus. It just means you and me and others, our yeah. effectivity with the anointing affects more people. Yeah, and, and a church that's anointed will reach more people. Mm. So there can be an anointing on a church or a movement or a, mm. um, a group. Definitely, mm. when you see the fruitfulness occurring, yeah. it's like fruitfulness beyond its natural um, power. Yeah, that's the anointing. You know, yeah. <laughs> again, looking at something that happens, and I think, well, that was that was the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. Uh, just way beyond us. So when we go to church on Sunday and we see the unity and the praise and the, mm. the joy, and we just know it's way beyond what we had yeah. organized. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. You know, recently we had a youth camp and yeah, we got some good music and some great leaders, but when that Holy Spirit power moves and, mm. and then a enormous amount of healing testimonies, yeah, you have to say that was an anointed camp. There was just yeah. a presence that sat yeah. And there was freedom, deliverance, um, prophetic yeah. word, um, same as a church service. Mm. And let me say here that anointing doesn't mean style. I think mm. it's really important that we yeah. just insert here. It's not loud. Mm. I mean, it could be, mm. but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a certain type of voice or changing our voice or um, doing strange things. Yeah. Um, it just means being us, but now we're at a heightened level of God, God's power in our lives. Mm. So in a yeah, church yeah. service and you feel the presence and you see people touched and you, mm. you, you think, well, Adrian, you and I organized this, but this was way beyond yeah. <laughs> anything we could do. That's the yeah. anointing on yeah. the church and upon that, that meeting. Yeah. And I've, I've been in some meetings where it's very quiet and there's just a, mm. an incredible anointing. And I've yeah. been in places where it's loud and there's been an anointing. So yeah. it's not style. Mm. It's not learning a style. I think this is something that's really important. Mm. Some people think if I copy that style, I'll have that anointing. And the answer yeah. is no, you won't. Yeah. Uh, you need to build the anointing with your mm. own life with God, which we'll talk about later. Mm. Yeah. Um, but being part of a movement, you actually do uh, pick up that anointing. Yeah. Um, we could talk about the the double anointing, I, mm. I, I you know, which is a Elijah Elisha thing. Sorry to any viewers here who don't know this Old Testament scripture, 
but there was a great man of God called Elijah. And when his protege came through, it says he had double anointing, a double blessing, a double anointing, like whatever my mentor had, I'm going to have more. Yeah. And I think the double blessing is, is this. We have our own anointing and we take on that of another person's anointing, mm. which I can see as a pastor through the years, any pastor I've been under, the, the great pastors with gifts they've had, mm. I've picked up something of that anointing. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're under a great prophetic ministry. You, you, so, so you've got your anointing, which is, mm. I guess, connected to calling to some degree, and then yeah. you take on another anointing free. Mm. And I think that's a great part of being part of a local church or a movement. Yeah. That you're just taking all this stuff for free and you're seeing yeah. higher levels of fruitfulness occurring mm. yeah. um, because you're linked to that house or that, that mm. ministry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think that there is an anointing on groups, on people and uh, on you and me yeah. as believers in Jesus. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think that was one of the big reasons when we moved to Japan, we we came and we joined Lifehouse. And after a few months, we we're like, man, why? Like, we want to just be a part of this because we we can see yeah. uh, God's grace and anointing and power upon this community. And this is what we came to Japan for. We came to be a part of reaching yeah. uh, Japanese people that have never heard about Jesus. And there's something that's clearly on this community, which we want. And yeah. And I think, I think that's a big thing. I'd love to chat about this because I think as a young Christian, I remember desiring the anointing and, and, and you, you get like people saying from either side, like, no, why do you want more? Why do you want more? And like part of me wanted more because I'm like, the more I have, the more successful I will be for Jesus. The more I, the more anointed I am, the more empowered I am by the Holy Spirit, more people will hear about Jesus, more people will be healed, more people will be set free. So I think it's a good thing to desire more anointing. So maybe yeah. could you speak into that a little bit more? Well, there's a great scripture. I, I'm not going to be able to pick it up right now, but it's, you know, it basically talks about having a noble ambition. Mm. And I think this is a noble ambition that you just described. Mm. And raw ambition is different. Raw ambition can be negative, but a mm. noble ambition, a godly ambition is always mm. a good thing mm. because it's for other people. And mm. I think this is the test. The, the, the question is why? Yeah. Um, you know, I know at times I've, I've got a wonderful wife, uh, Viv, a couple mm. of times where I've got a little bit, proud or out of my mm. element mm. and she said, just said to me just calmly said to me why does that mean so much to you mm. and it was just it's just a shock it's a shock yeah. and i think that's the question we need to ask yeah uh, and at those times by the way i'd say oh yeah you're right honey i'd say thank you dear um <laughs> but i think it's a great question if, if we want the anointing the question is why yeah. why do you want that is it for you is it for to get you know influence and fame or is it really you love the people? Mm. Because clearly Jesus was not about fame. He actually said to people, don't tell anyone. You know, it's really yeah. different. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, he, he, he needed time alone and he said, don't tell people. Um, yeah. he, he was clearly not about himself. John yeah. the Baptist was not about himself. He said, he yeah. must increase, I must decrease. And Jesus mm. said, there's no greater man up, up till now with John the Baptist. Like mm. Jesus loves that spirit. Yeah. It says, you know, I think it's in, in James, you know, it's humble yourself under God's ha hand that he might lift you up. So mm. this concept of humility and the question, why do we want stuff? Mm. I think does come into this a lot. And um, because I, I think that God will anoint 
all sorts of people. And if mm. our character is not right, that anointing can destroy us also. Mm. There's an old saying that, you know, don't, don't ask for anything in gifting where your character is not yet there mm. because it will lead to destruction. You know, high gift, low character, mm. that person is in for a, um, a fall. Yeah. Um, we just develop character with gift. Yeah. It's sort of a different subject, but it's just in, as we increase. Mm. But this question, why? And, and if your answer is, I love the people, I want to help the people of Japan or wherever we are, I want to see people healed, set free, mm. I, I'm in this for that. Yeah. I, I think that we can be clear in our motivation to pray for this. Yeah. I really do. Once we, once we establish motive, I yeah. think we can pray for everything. And Jesus said yeah. that. He said, you will do more than I do. And yeah. I want to be one of those. And you, you want to. That yeah. I, I want to see that. I want to be part of that. That's why I'm a pastor. Yeah. And you know, I, I could have followed business as, as could have you. Um, and there's mm. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I wanted to be a pastor to, to see more. Mm. I just like seeing more testimonies yeah. of yeah. lives changed. And it just motivates yeah. me to pray for you know every day more, more yeah. for yeah. The people. Yeah. And I, I want people to come to church and not just find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and so and sorry true. about this. I want them to come and find more than you. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. You know, I, I heard Pastor Chris Hodges say that. I really I really thought it was powerful. He said, wouldn't it be sad if people came looking for God and they only found us? Mm. So the anointing is more than us. Yeah. And it comes yeah. through that spirit of, Lord, we want to we want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. Um you know, loving each other, loving you, and seeing your power. Mm. Um, I remember when Viv and I had to leave Thailand about 30 years ago, not leave because of sin, but for other reasons. And mm. um, it was sort of like a death of, of a vision experience at that time. And, and of course, God was there. And mm. But I remember saying to, to God as I went back to Australia, Lord, I don't care if I'm number 10 in the team or number one in the team, but just don't put me where you're not moving. Mm. Please don't put me. I don't care where I am. I just want to be where the anointing is flowing. I remember wow. praying that over and over. And hmm. we landed in a small, happy church and it really grew. And hmm. I was the senior pastor, but I didn't have to be. I just hmm. want to be where God is flowing, where the Spirit of God is flowing in a movement. Um, hmm. wow. And so to me, that's really important to, to sense the anointing of God hmm. on, a, on, a, on a, a meeting, a movement, a small group, a an outreach yeah. uh, to sense that God is doing something beyond me. Wow. Yeah. Mm, that's amazing. And yeah, I think even as, as I've continued to grow with Jesus, I think more and more that motivation shifts more and more. And I think it is something that, because there are times where you wrestle with the selfish motivation, you push it away and really get God's heart. And, and I think that's so powerful, man. Because I think like, Recently, that's been one of my prayers. God, I, I really want to be successful in all that you call me to be. And, yeah. and, and, and really been bold and about that because I realized the more I am successful, the more people will be discipled and reached and healed. And man, like in the kingdom of God is advanced, uh, is moving forward. And it's a good thing to desire more anointing, more grace, yeah. success, because that means more for Jesus' yeah. kingdom. So. Absolutely. Th those mm. things that Jesus said, none of them were about himself. You know, the, the king, yeah. the on me too. And it's all about the people. Yeah. I just, this is our balancing act with mm. everything. Mm. Why, why is that important? Yeah. What's going to happen? 
what mm. fruit are you looking for? Mm. And I think if our fruit, sorry, if our motivation stinks, mm. um, it's just a, a dangerous place. We need to say, Lord, yeah. help me get back to people. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to chat now a little bit about like, so we know that we can we can be anointed as individuals, as, as a community. Um, how do you as a individual, how do you as a community grow uh, into an, different levels of anointing? How do you grow with more of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Well, Jesus said, ask. I think the number one thing is we need to know we can ask and deal with this motivation thing and then say, Lord, you, I, I'm about the people. I'm asking. I'm asking for anointing. I'm asking for your presence. Jesus said, you will receive when you ask in my name. And we're asking in Jesus' name to bless people, mm. whether it's God's people or people not yet believers. Asking. So that means prayer, but it means regular prayer. And I think that I pray every day to some degree on this. Mm. It's, and it's not that, but I'm not praying in a sense that I'm, I'm stressed. Mm. I'm praying in a sense, I believe it's going to happen. Yeah. Today's going to be a good day. Lord, we're going to, you're going to, like the Lord's Prayer where we say, um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, mm. your will be done on earth with me here today mm. as it is in heaven. So I'm praying every day the concept of God's purposes in the earth and purposes in me. And I think asking continually is such an important part. You know, Jesus, the major part of Jesus' teaching on prayer is not relationship but boldness. Mm. His parables he, his outstanding parables on prayer are about these almost obnoxious seekers, you know, the, the, the widow wanting justice and, yeah. and, and the guy who, who uh, someone lands on his doorstep and he, and, he want, and he goes next door and knocks and says, give me bread. And he says he doesn't get that because they're neighbors. He gets it because he's a pain in the butt. Yeah. And I think we need to be the, some people call it the house. The hound of heaven, or what? It, no, sorry, I don't know what it's called. But we need to be the, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the passionate seekers mm. of anointing that yeah. people might be blessed. And I think even in the workplace, it was like that. When I was a, um, mm. a salesman for a number of years, I loved it. I would go every day and meet doctors and specialists, and there was mm. some nurses as part of the medical community, and. I remember praying every day before I went out, every day is praying, Lord, let me be a blessing today. I pray that yeah. I can have a word for someone today. I pray that, and I would always go out inspired to do that. And not every day is a great day, right? But yeah. the next day I would do the same. I had a revelation to ask mm. that I could be a blessing, that the anointing, even in my workplace, mm. would be clear. Yeah. Um, and I got to speak to many doctors and mainly doctors um, about Jesus not because mm -hmm. I was pain, but just great relationships and friendships and, yeah. and and just talking about how people need help. And I would say, well, I, you know, I believe in prayer. So just that sort of natural flow. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would take that anointing into, and I would, I would have a revelation every time I enter an office or, or a hospital room, I would say, Lord, I'm coming through a door and I'll enter this door with thanksgiving in my heart, which is from mm -hmm. Psalm hundred, this revelation, I'm going to be a blessing. Yeah. Um, so, so for, for people in normal jobs, mm. as in not full-time ministry, mm. this anointing is real yeah. and it's to bless people. Wow. So I think number one is ask. 
Number two, and I'm I'm I, I'm sort of sorry about this, but not sorry. But you got to sacrifice. Mm. I, I don't think you 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 increase the anointing if you're not willing to sacrifice something. Mm. Sacrifice what? Well, time um, could be money. I don't mean we buy it, but it's just we we get somewhere, we do something, we give something. Yeah. Um, we got when God speaks to us. So basically, obedience, isn't it? It's um, yeah. yes, Lord, I will mm. give that money, or I will do that, or I will pray, or I will. Mm. The concept of sacrifice, I think, is really important. We don't talk about it, but I do believe it's important. You know, when we came yeah. to Japan. Um, Viv and I sacrificed a lot. We don't talk about that very often because we're not regretful. Mm. We have no regrets. But it's yeah. true. We did. and But we gave it up for a promise that God was going to move in Japan and we could be part of it. Yeah. Well, that's visionary sacrifice. Yeah. That you Or in, in sales, there's a, a book called See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar, mm. a Christian motivational writer. And he said, you got to give up to go up. And that's mm. what I mean. Yeah. That's sacrifice. You got to yeah. give up to go up. Yeah. So if people are just not willing to change or pay the price. Mm. It's hard to increase anointing. Yeah. Another way, and I spoke to you the other day about this and, and Catherine who are dreaming about, you know, starting a church there in Bangkok with mm. with us and, and with uh, Nexus Church. And, and and it seems like there's more spiritual warfare. And I said, Welcome, welcome to your future. Mm. Not that spiritual warfare is going to overwhelm you. The opposite. You're going to conquer and yeah. get stronger. Mm. Because every time we pray and overcome temptation, and te- not that you're in temptation, but struggles and yeah. might be attacked by bad dreams, and not, you know that God is calling you to a higher place. Yeah. And that's an anointing mm. for a new place. A new, and a new anointing for a new season. Yeah. And we have a, a sort of saying of new level, in God, new devil you'll meet. New level, new yeah. devil. And I think that that's not a scary thing. It's a calling mm. to get ready, get yeah. prepared, because you're going to see greater things. Yeah, and, come on. And the devil doesn't like it. So, But mm. I do have a scripture about this anointing. And it's um, Isaiah 55. It's sort of a strange a strange one. But I do like the scripture. It, it's motivated me. And I'm just going to change my Bible version to NIV here. Um, it says in, in Isaiah 55, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, mm. which is another picture of the Holy Spirit, and you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. So when I said about money with anointing, it wasn't that you buy it. It's that you're obedient, mm. right? I need to be clear. You cannot buy the anointing. This scripture says, come and buy, but you can't use money. I think Mm. this is talking about anointing, Mm. sacrifice, spiritual warfare, paying the price, going through, staying faithful, staying loyal, staying with it, hanging in there, showing up. Anointing comes through all those spiritual values. Yeah. Um, I just said a whole lot of things there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But listen again, come all you who are thirsty for it to grow. Come to the waters. Come, Come to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, you have no money, come buy and eat. So how can you buy without money? You buy with sacrifice, with obedience, with prayer, with mm. seeking God, with reading his word, with yeah. memorizing his word, with staying at you. Come buy and eat of this anointing, but you can't buy it with money. Yeah, Pretty cool, eh? So cool. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, I love that. And 
just that there is a there is a, a calling to say hey come you want this and you can you can get it and it does come through uh but all of it is grace i guess it's we we we're empowered by grace we're seeking god by grace it's not a i'm not trying to earn favor or earn god i'm i'm, I'm seeking from his favor i'm seeking from his his acceptance as a son and i want to circle back if you don't mind on just the asking the prayer because i remember being as a younger believer and leader really wanting to grow and a lot of the messages i heard man if you want this you gotta have to pray hours a day <laughs> and and there were times where i was able to but <laughs> i would fall asleep yeah. and think like yeah. man i can't grow in the anointing because i can't pray so what is seeking god in prayer but does it have to be hours a day um yeah it's, re- it's really important um i mean jesus did not pray all day he was with people he prayed in the morning he got up early went to the wilderness some of your bibles will say desolate or solitary places but the actual word is wilderness places mm. he loved the wilderness wilderness is not desert wilderness has grass and and plants it's just solitary mm. And so Jesus did spend time in the solitary place with God. And that's, I think, why his disciples said to him, can you teach us to pray? Mm. Because they didn't see him praying. They didn't see his prayer life. He was he was with the Father. Yeah, uh, I think it's a really important concept that most of our prayer needs to be in, with God alone. Mm. I love prayer meetings. That's really good. But I know I can spend a lot of good time with God alone. It can be... I can speak more. I can be more focused. I can be alone and 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 really, and it can be shorter. Hmm. But I think the other key thing I'd say is from First Thessalonians five, um, it says pray continually. First Thessalonians five, um, verse seventeen. I'll read from verse sixteen. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. A sort of like big helicopter view concepts mm. pray continually the actual word continually is a medical word it was also used of people with a cough now you don't cough all the time you cough sporadically but continually mm. this is the same word pray not in a straight line but pray staccato through the day mm. so yes solitary time with god and then through the day and i think that's what i we're talking about integrating prayer mm. into workplace family life whatever it is mm. if we separate prayer from everything it's it's more stressful than if we integrate prayer into all act activities yeah that's been my understanding of of continual prayer mm. is not ours but it's um being with god in the day and mm. praying yes i got my special time but then it's it's being God conscious, mm. drawing God into every area yeah. of my life. So I'm, I'm not, I don't know if we have extended times of prayer. Mm. Um, it, the New Testament doesn't seem to teach that unless there's a crisis. Mm. Well, they prayed when they had to wait for the Holy Spirit. And they prayed when Peter was put in jail and was probably going to die. Mm. There's extensive times of prayer, but the daily prayer has mm. to be sustainable. Yeah. And if it's the concept of, of long prayers every day, it's yeah. very hard. And I actually know some people where the children are sort of not interested in prayer because the parents taught this very long form of prayer. Mm. 
it was unsustainable in their generation. So I yeah. think we need to teach prayer that is, yes, my time with God, mm. um, and then pray continually, which means pray like a person with a, with a, a well, I'm going to say smoker's cough. That's pretty bad. But <laughs> the, yeah. the, like you don't pray all the time, but you, 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 you're living your life with God, mm. prayer. Yeah. Con- and I think that's yeah. really not stressful. It's integrated. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I love that. I, I feel like for me that that inspires me as someone who who wants to grow in the anointing, but like, I think I can do this. I think I can mm. man, I want to. I want to do this. I want to spend time with God on a daily basis. Throughout the day, I just want to yeah. talk with my father. But I don't have to I don't have to get up at four AM every day and pray for two hours in order to to grow in this um and yeah. i and and as i disciple other people i can be like hey man you can grow you can you can grow in business you can grow in your influence you can grow in your leadership and just man it's simple prayer it's clean heart it's journaling yeah. it's get with yeah. god grow yep. with god and, and this is yeah. doable and then go out and meet the world with the freshness yeah. of the anointing yeah because if we're tired mm. we're not going to meet a lot of people and invite a lot mm. of people not yeah when we're fresh in the Holy Spirit, we're going to be ready to love people easier, yeah. better, more. And that's, I think, where evangelism increases. Yeah, That's a very yeah. interesting area to talk about. Maybe yeah. we do another whole session on this. But I, I think yeah. I've just seen so many Christians in certain moments so tired mm. and from extensive prayer that mm. it affects their job life and it affects them not wanting to invite anyone. Yeah. So tired. I don't think that's the result. That's not what I see with Jesus. Mm. His special time, and then meet the people. Yeah, sounds like a great plan. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been an amazing chat. Um, if uh, is there any other final thoughts you want to share on this concept of the anointing before we finish today? Um, just to encourage people: the more anointing, the more fruit, and uh, that's what I'm in for. And I'm, yeah. I've just turned sixty-four. I'm full of vision. I'm full of future. Um, I don't want all these years of building anointing just to stop. I want to teach a new generation. I, I want to in, inspire a new generation, mm. your generation, younger generation, come and live this life, come and live a life of increasing anointing for people. And you won't be disappointed. It's a great life. It's, it, it's, it's exciting. Mm. And no matter what you choose in your career, you can have the anointing and live this world for eternity. Mm. So that when we get to heaven, we can talk about these times. Mm. So this is sort of the big, the big view of the anointing. Come, come and come and help change the world in come Jesus' on. name. Love it, love it, awesome. Thanks so much, Pastor Rod. It's been such a great conversation. And again, thank you to everyone that is listening. I uh, really appreciate it. And yeah, please let us know how you're enjoying this podcast. You can leave us a rating or comment. On YouTube, we do read them, and so we'd love to hear from you. But thank you so much, and great chatting, Pastor Rod. See you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this, and we'll see you next time.